Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 6, Episode 21 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Danny, a uh, Danny. Jeez, I'm not even... <laughs> hmm. Denny, I'm doing pretty damn good today. Hmm. Um, and I was uh, very excited to go from a very eventful and prosperous day at work today to sitting and drinking beer with you and, and uh, having some conversation. All right. But uh, in my glass this evening, I'm actually drinking a beer that I kind of forgot I had. Okay. And it is a, it's from Alesmith Aleworks. It's their Speedway Stout. Oh, yeah. Which is from, this one's from 2017. And um, that's a, that's an imperial stout with coffee. There is not much coffee in this yeah. at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, it probably fell out. Which is to be expected. It does have kind of a little, like a, an off bitter flavor in there because of, I don't know, where the coffee used to be. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the, in the vac- vac- vacant yeah. spot where it used to be. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost, um, almost like alcohol alkaline or I, I don't even know mm. i'm not even gonna pretend like i even know what, what i'm talking about but uh there's kind of a little off flavor in there but i'm still gonna drink it because yeah. it's normally a pretty good beer oh yeah this one right now not so much like where i would want it but i'm still drinking it. it's still a 12 percent delicious beer that i'm going to consume as a responsible adult well good good for you yeah i was gonna drink a stout tonight too maybe i will i i have some um some syntax Mm. Uh, imperial peanut butter stout or imperial stout with peanut butter the one from mother earth brewing so right maybe after i finish uh, my beer i'll go and uh, grab one of those so i can drink a stout with you we can be okay. a stout the stout brothers stout brothers <laughs> and i'm and i'm slowly getting through all these big bombers that i have i mean i think i might have uh i don't know five or six more of these big just 12 percent plus beers sitting in the fridge that I I only drink them if I'm drinking and, and doing recording a show with you, mm-hmm. or I split them with somebody. Because yeah. you if you and I are going to be chatting for a couple hours, I don't have to go get a refill. True. And I'll just I'll sip on this thing for the whole whole show. But um, yeah, it's just one more, and then I've got I think I've got a a triple oatmeal stout from Hoppin' Frog in Ohio. Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's uh, I think there's a bottle of Hunapoo in there. Okay. From, then, from what year is the Hunapu from? I think it's 2018, which oh. is not the one that I really liked. Okay. But I'm going to drink it anyway because maybe it changed in, in two years. Or yeah. um, what else is over there? I think there's uh, I think there's some stuff in there from Angry Chair, too. Okay. Yeah, and those are more dessert than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Angry Chair ones are, are fairly new, though. Mm, no, I bought those, I think, last year. Okay. Um, they're called Fudge Bucket. Which uh, I bought four of them because that was that was the limit that I could get them, <laughs> and it was one of those releases where they just, hey, it's Wednesday afternoon, come and get it, and yeah. I was able to run down and get some, and I actually bought a bottle for my buddy Reed, uh, Reed Kellogg, in um, in Southern Florida, and he still hasn't been to Tampa to visit to come pick <laughs> it up. So, <laughs> sorry, Reed, I'm drinking your beer. There you go. There you go. But, yeah. But enough about me chit-chatting. Uh, how are you doing, Denny, and what's in your glass tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I am coming off of a very needed uh, and well-rested weekend. 
Nice. Uh, the week last week was a rough week at work. Just I was just hammered with so many things, and I was by the time Friday came, I I Friday came off to a bad start in the morning, and I carried on, and I got it got better as it went through the day. But all I was looking forward to is just getting to that weekend and just relaxing, enjoying some good weather, and and just drinking some beer, and that's what I did. I uh, I also. What made the weekend so great is finally we were able to see our grandson. We hadn't seen our grandson actually spend time with him and touch him and, you know, have him in the same room with us mm -hmm. since this pandemic started because we were really cautious and we didn't want to spread anything to, to them or him to us. And so, uh, but we've, we've, you know, both sides have been very, very good at, at keeping our social distancing and, and staying, you know, staying out of trouble. So, we decided to go ahead and start back up our visits. And so we had to spend about six hours with our grandson on Saturday morning, which was fantastic. Uh, he really missed us and we missed him and we had a really good visit. So that was really nice. And then got out there and enjoyed some of the nice 80, 80 degree weather we had, 80 something degree. I can't remember how high it got, but like 82 or so degrees. Uh, it was just beautiful day, did some yard work, which was nice to, to do it in my tank top and getting some sun. Which is you know, which is good. I, I I'm a pasty pasty white guy, mm -hmm. uh, especially after winter. So it's nice to you know get a little bit of sun to give me a little bit of pink coloring to me now instead of just white. And then um, and then Saturday. So Saturday we pretty much spent I spent all day outside and and we stayed outside at night. You know barbecued uh, Saturday and Sunday. I just enjoyed the out outdoors. Sunday it got a little cooler. We had we had the wind come in and. And really, uh, you know, it was it was kind of warm. It, it was in the 60s, but the wind made it feel like it was like a lot colder because it was, you know, blowing on us. But we still spent a lot of time outside, just Sarah and I sitting outside, enjoying some beers, barbecuing, and and just uh, chatting, uh, you know, doing the outside thing. It's and what was so nice is that it was just a really completely uh, re relaxing weekend that help me bring myself back into into the ability to come back to work today and have a good you know good start of the week and and get on on task and not uh let last week you know bury me this week so yeah but you know that, that explains where i'm coming from so yeah i had a good day today uh, and uh, we barbecued again tonight uh the, you know it's like 70 degrees out there uh sun's nice and bright and then now I'm drinking beer with you, and I'm drinking a local beer from White Dog Brewing. It's their Scotch Ale. I've drank this beer on the show before. Uh, I was trying to decide what I wanted to drink. I've been drinking a ton of you know local beers. I did uh, for our Zoom meetup we had a, a week ago. I did go out and buy a 12 pack of some Deschutes sampler packs just to get a variety of something different to drink. Because hey, I love supporting my local breweries, but you know what? Man, I'm started, I was starting to get a little bit uh, haggard on drinking the same stuff over and over mm -hmm. again. So I just wanted a little bit of change, and that was a great change uh, to add some, some Black Butte Porter into, my, into the mix and some Obsidian Stout, and along with their fresh-squeezed IPA and their new hook-me-up or hand-up or whatever IPA that they had in there. So it was a nice change. But, yeah, I'm back to uh, this week I've been, again, drink. Last week I was drinking, again, all local stuff. And it's going to show up in, you know, I I see that in our new and noteworthy, you didn't have much to put in there. I only had mm -hmm. one beer to put in there, too, really, that I would say was truly noteworthy. But because I only checked into three beers on Untapped, 
I put all three beers in just so we could have something to chat about on our the beers I'm drinking. But again, I'm drinking just mostly stuff I've that I've checked into and had many, many times before. So I just don't check in untapped when I do that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's a long winded entry intro <laughs> into the show. But but hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta talk real life because right now everyone is in, you know, kind of this weird funk, right? We it's not normal. Uh, we're starting to kind of get used to the the change, but we're still not happy with it, and, and a lot of people are stressed out. So I just thought I'd explain that. Yes, sometimes you can turn that stress into a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of happiness just by going outside and enjoying the nice backyard weather and barbecues and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Well, hey, let's get on to the show. But before we start the show, I always like to let new listeners know what tap to craft podcast is all about we are an educational podcast we like to focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist our listeners along in their craft beer journeys and adventures and you're listening to episode 151 we're recording on monday may 4th may the 4th be with you mm -hmm. on uh, in 2020 and in this episode we are going to discuss a couple craft beer articles you know Last few shows, we've had a lot of guests host on, and now it's back to just Chris and I. And uh, we, you know, we've had a lot of educational stuff going. And now, uh, I thought let's just bring a couple fun articles, some couple articles that are dealing around different, a kind of a, a you know different take on craft beer. Uh, one article is going to be uh, is, is discussing making beer from yeast harvested from wasps. Now, hmm. this is pretty uh, pretty strange, right? Because wasps, they are like everyone everyone's you know enemies, right? They they come and bug you, they sting you, they just you know they cause havoc. They you know people just don't like having wasps around. And imagine, and now especially, right? It's it's the, it's the uh, you know it's in spring, getting ready for summer. The, you know, I don't know about you, Chris, but we have a lot of wasps floating around right now in our area. I don't mm -hmm. know if if Tampa has a wasp problem or. <laughs> Uh, at times. No, we we have bees pretty much all the time, and now I don't know if you heard about this. We've got murder murder hornets. Yeah, I have seen articles on these murder hornets. Uh, kind of nonsense is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? So what's the? I haven't I haven't really, you know, dug into the what these things are all about. But I mean, wh why are they called murder hor hornets? Because they come in just like sting you to death in a swarm. I honestly, I'll admit, I don't know 100% either. Um, I think it's a uh, some BS nonsense to okay. kind of redirect Just, our focus elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand. But uh, I don't know that they're, they're the the headlines are saying that they're 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 entering the U.S. and they could decimate the honeybee population. And <laughs> now, but other people are saying murder hornets is Twitter freaking out or are murder hornets a threat to humans and bees? So I don't know. It apparently though it is an, an Asian giant hornet, and uh, I mean looking at the picture that I've seen of them, they're probably about two to three inches in length. Oh my god! And they don't look—they don't look very friendly. Now, <laughs> all that being said, here in—well, not in Florida, but when I lived in Ohio, and I know I've seen them in New York State. I know I've seen them in Ohio. Um, I've also seen them or heard of them in Indiana and Illinois. There's a bee called the cicada killer. Oh, 
which is uh, if it was if this picture is accurate that I'm looking at, uh, it's as big as these things, um, and they catch cicadas or those um, locusts in that or, or cicadas, yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the uh, the big red eyed uh, flying devils mm-hmm. <laughs> that come out every once in a while. But yeah, they uh, they are just as big. They just don't sting. Um, so they want to go. They want to go catch their food and just go crawl back into their hole where they drag cicadas in to feed their their young. Wow, dang! Oof. But they're just as big. They're just as big. Yeah. Well, imagine making beer out of those. That might be interesting. But hey, back to the. Our, I mean, we got we, we get sidetracked so easily, which is okay. It's good conversation. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's interesting to think about you know harvesting yeast from wasps to to you know, ferment your beer with. And it's a very interesting article. I think, you know, our listeners will enjoy uh, hearing us talk about that. And a second article about a new hybrid beer wine style called InnoBeer. And so I thought this was kind of interesting too. Now, not necessarily something that I think I really would enjoy, but I wouldn't mind trying it just to see how it is. But hey, let's let's offer it out to our listeners and and uh, and see what they have to say about it and maybe it might interest some of our listeners to go out and try it themselves and of course as you can already tell we will also have some great conversation we get sidetracked on along the way so chris let's get this conversation started because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to untapped i feel like i almost forget how to do this because we haven't done this (laughs) i know i know it's been over a month yeah we we were talking and i saw where you're reading through our notes and i'm going i see the red letters and i went oh crap i gotta get on untapped and figure out where i start (laughs) Uh oh did i catch you off nope i'm ready i was ready about three minutes ago okay so um there were a couple in here from the gnarly gnome that were from a day ago and then they go from a day ago to four hours ago Mm. so not sure what's up with the big time gap but hey let's let's move on to it and i want to read one from the gnarly gnome because he actually wrote something about it didn't give any given give, didn't give any ratings but wrote something he's drinking the toll house acer by fibonacci brewing company he's drinking that at the gnarly gnome tavern <laughs> and he says on the porch with a light sprinkle of rain and a stogie in hand this is damn near perfect love it Um, So I would imagine he'd give that, you know, a four cap plus rating. Okay. All right. So moving on to uh, my friend Stephen Brown here in Tampa. He's drinking a zero zero by Calusa Brewing. And he gave that one four and a half caps. No notes on that one. Uh, JC is drinking a blurred up by Heist Brewing. Mm. And he's drinking that at Untapped at Home. So everybody can be, you know, socially distant. Um, <laughs> he, he gave that one uh, three, or I'm sorry, four and a quarter caps about three hours ago. Okay, Chris, have you been using the Untapped at Home tag or not? Uh, I did once. Oh, just once, and then moved on. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You're not supporting the uh, Untapped at Home. I honestly didn't read too much into it. I saw it and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I still. You know me, I like to check in wherever I can. Yeah, yeah. They they did say, I think they said this week in that they had over 6 million check-ins to that since they started a month ago. I think it was 6 million in one month. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people checking into that, ven- or that uh, yeah, venue. Okay, okay, just a little side thing. That's fine. You are, you're right. We are getting sidetracked today. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, squirrel. Um, next one is going to be from Johan Hallberg. Ooh. He's drinking a Black Rituals by Amager Brewhouse Brewery. It's a word I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's drinking that one at Untapped at Home. And he writes, thick, oily, and somewhat sticky sweet. Coffee, bitter chocolate, and hints of licorice. Ooh. Really nice. Ooh. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. I like the screen art on or the the bottle art on this one too, or can art. I don't know, uh, but gave that one a four and a quarter caps. That's a bottle, but yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, Jeff Seiler is drinking a Mybach by Fana Fanta Flora Brewery. Everybody is checking in at Untapped at home, <laughs> except for you. Except me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not following the cheap. Uh, <laughs> And he writes, yeah, Jeff writes, love this, quote, traditional string, springtime lager beer. At least that's what the label said. Um, malty, slightly sweet, and so crushable. I wish there were more my box. I am with you, Jeff. I wish there were more my box, yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, four and a quarter caps for that beer. And then Mike Allen is drinking a gratuity by Wild Leap Brewing Company. Guess where he checked in um, and <laughs> gave that one three and three quarters caps for the gratuity light beer. Um, let's see. Art Warcheck, one of my buddies back in Ohio, is drinking a Who Cooks for You by Jackie O's Brewery. Um, no notes, but gave that one four caps. And continuing his streak on this this version of Untap the Craft, Mr. Chad Lamasa yes. is... Dude, I can't pronounce that. Der, Denier Volante Refermente Avec Brett. So something, something with Brett. Um, <laughs> refreshing with Is it Brett. from Pools? <laughs> no, it's oh. not. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure where it's from because, again, I can't pronounce it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious now what, what this is all about. It has bread in it, which I have no idea why I'd be curious about it. But, uh uh, you know, uh, brewery. This is a brewery that I've checked into something too. Brewery D du CL. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on that one, but, um, uh, he, he only gave it three and a quarter caps. Uh, he writes super, super cool artwork, even on the bottle cap. Not sure how big of a Brett fan I am though. Uh, you and me both Chad. Mm. Um, let's see on to the next one. Jeff Seiler is drinking a mental reflection by Heist Brewery. And he writes, really tasty West Coast IPA, piney and slightly dank. Good stuff. Four caps for that. Um, on to the next is going to be Johan Halberg again, drinking a Reckoner by Whiplash. Uh, writes, single hopped with strata. New to me, very tasty. Yeah. Mostly passion fruit and citrus. Some dank notes. Juicy but light and refreshing. Four and a quarter caps for this beer. That does sound pretty good. Yeah, I, I like that that strata hop. It's it does have some uh some some like soft softer uh notes of of tropical fruitness that I that I really like. I like that I like that phrase too, tropical fruitness. <laughs> I mean it's hard to explain. It's uh I, I mean I I've had a few beers with with it, and mm-hmm. I'm just I really enjoy I really enjoyed them, and I think it's the subtleness of it that I appreciate, not that in your face, you know, over the top. Uh, it's more soft, so. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. To the next. 
So Art Warcheck again, he's going on a kind of a Jackie O's streak, drinking the double barrel brick kiln. Uh, four caps on there, no notes. Another Jackie O's. Oh no, I lied. Yeah, a crooked stave and Jackie O's collaboration uh, called Version of Paradise. And he writes, finally having this, four and a half caps for that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to know what, uh, what you're finally having. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, second to last, checking in. Chad Lamasa is drinking an Elliot Ness by Great Lakes Brewing Company. That's a good beer. Um, gave it four caps, no notes. And checking in 18 minutes ago, Art Warcheck again, Ooh. drinking a Miscellana Volume 2 by Off Color Brewing Company. Uh, and writes, some of my favorite breweries, four and a quarter caps for that one. And we're going to refresh... And we are done. That's wow. what everybody's drinking. Nice. Nice. Now I'm thirsty. Well, you All should those. drink a beer. I know. I'm huh? I'm, I'm. still drinking the scotch yell, but I'm going to go get one, get one of those uh, stouts here shortly. So that'll be nice. I'm in a stout mood. Even though it's warm out there and I'm, it's hot in my office, I'm still ready to, ready to drink. You know the rule. It's always stout season. It's always stout season somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Since... Since they just got done, we just got done hearing all our listeners what they're drinking. Let's talk about our new and noteworthy beers. I'll go ahead and start, give you a little bit of a break. You can kind of, uh, you know, lubricate your mouth a little bit, you know, after all that talking. You just did. <laughs> I can't believe that. Just yeah. the way you just, the way you just worded that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, Let but, me lubricate my mouth real quick. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll go ahead and start. And like I said earlier, it was hard for me to, I just went ahead and put all three beers I checked in and untapped in the last two weeks on my new and noteworthy. Normally I wouldn't do that, but I am not drinking as many new beers that I normally would if we weren't in this pandemic. Uh, so I'll start off with revision brewing. Yes. You know, I always enjoy those, uh, new England IPAs. This is a, uh, double new England IPA. And again, uh, it's not really a new England IPA is what they call it, because that's what we found out that our buddy, Mike Allen, he is, uh, disappointed with revision because they label their beers, new England, when they don't necessarily follow the, the, uh, tasting guidelines that new England IPAs. Uh, follow so but hey i don't care what they call it it's just damn good beer this one's called snarf snarf and i gave <laughs> this a four calf rating i just it had some great flavor uh i should probably open my untapped and see what what i wrote about it but you know what because i'm never prepared uh i i didn't have that ready but yeah this was uh, another great revision beer and um i'm getting to it right now it's, I said, enjoying this grapefruit, citrusy, soft, creamy, hazy double IPA has a touch of tangerine in there, too. Really tasty. I think that's what I liked about this one is it had waves of fruit flavor, tropical fruit flavors, uh, even with the lighter, sweeter tangerine finish, you know, coming in the finish. Uh, I really appreciated that. That was really nice. And it had that, you know, it did have some of that grapefruity uh, you know, bitter grapefruity in there too. So it had bitterness, a little bit of sweet. I mean, it was like a like a wave of starburst action, maybe. You know, like a, you know, you you eat a starburst and you have this wave of, or is it Skittles? What's those commercials for the candy that you have a waves of flavor? I think it's probably Skittles. Taste the, the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, Skittles. Is it Skittles? Okay. So yeah, it's probably, you know, like that. It's got a bunch of different flavors in there that 
that really was nice. That's why I enjoyed that one quite a bit. I'm, uh, I need to find well, out how Tom Byrne liked it. I thought I think he got a, a can of this too after I, um, I got cans. Well, I have to pick your brain about something because of the name of this beer. Oh, okay. Are you familiar with the term snarf snarf? No, no. So why don't you enlighten me? Okay, so it's from from it's from a cartoon. It's from a cartoon called Thundercats. Hmm. Okay, and that's one of, that's one of the things they say is snarf snarf. Well, there's a there's a, a character on the show. His name is Snarf, and that's what he says. He oh, just says, snarf, okay, snarf. okay. So, yeah, it's probably uh, I'm probably a little old for that rec for that one. I guess maybe I don't know. Oh, you called me young. That's so adorable. <laughs> you youngin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. My next beer uh, from local brewery Lost Grove Brewing, right here in Boise. Uh, the Space Peanut Brown Ale. And as you can probably guess, this is a peanut butter brown ale. And I don't necessarily have a lot of peanut butter brown ales. I, that's not, you know, I don't think a lot of people do peanut butter browns. I love brown ales. If I, if I were to say one thing that was, uh, that, that, and I love peanut butter, but one thing is that the peanut butter kind of actually peanut butter really had really good peanut buttery f- flavor, right? It had that peanut butter flavor, not just peanut flavor, a nutty flavor. Uh, I appreciate that, but it also kind of, you know, hid, hid, you know, hid away the characters of the brown ale because the brown ale is kind of lighter in those, those toasty notes uh, and the peanut butter kind of took away from that. But overall the beer was really good. I gave this a three and a half cap rating. Um, uh, you know, n- not a bad beer. I I enjoyed it. It's just that if I want to taste a brown ale, this is not the one I'd go for because it has more peanut buttery flavor. And then the last one I'll talk about is a beer series that I talk about a lot on this new and noteworthy beers. It's from Firestone Walkers through Luponic Distortion, and this is their IPA series number fifteen. Uh, and this beer was. Uh, very light and delicate. Let me see if I can find this on until yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? All I said for this one is uh, th- oh yeah, this is a nice subtle IPA, and subtle was probably the best word to describe it. If I remember correctly, all the the hops that they use in this, all the characters that came came out were like stone fruity, lychee, lychee, uh, le- lychee, yeah. Uh, you know th- that type of more s- more s- subtle flavors, not strong citrus, you know, pineapple, mango, you know, all that stuff. It was really subtle flavors, and oh, kiwi too. I think was in there. I think there's kiwi, uh, and and all those fruit flavors are very subtle fruit flavors, right? You you know you you get a good kiwi, and some people don't like kiwi, which I can't believe people don't like kiwi. And I wonder if it's because it doesn't really taste like a you know like a fruit that are used to you know eating right. There's not it's not really acidic. It doesn't have those strong flavors. But for me, I love a good kiwi, and that's what this IPA reminded me of. A lot of those subtle flavors that if you want something bold, you're not going to like this in an IPA because it's not your typical IPA. This IPA is definitely subdued. Just has some nice light hoppy fruit flavors. That I uh, that I enjoyed, so I gave this one a three and a half cap rating. Also, uh, how, 
You probably have, you don't get Firestone Walker, so you probably haven't had I that. Yeah. I have had Luponic Distortion, but not that version. Yeah, I think I've only missed one or two of the 15 that they re- released. I, I try to get it every time it comes out. I, I'm a huge fan of Firestone Walker. I really do like their, this IPA, this is, this Luponic Distortion uh, series. I think they do some great IPAs in there. And, and this one's good. And again, because, you know, I, yeah, a three and a half rating may not sound that great of a rating, but again, I'm rating this against all other IPAs. And if I were to choose an IPA, this one would be middle, you know, in the middle, not at the, at the high level of my IPA ratings, because you know, I do like those ones that have a little bit bolder uh, flavors. But I yeah. did appreciate what this was. Yeah, I had number five back in 2017. Oh, dang. That was was probably when you were in uh, Las Uh, Vegas, too. uh, Let's see. Where would I have been in March 11th, 2017? I might have been in California for something. Mm, mm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you could have been. Yeah, you could have been there. Or would you? I wouldn't have been in in Las Vegas in March. Okay. Okay. It's always April. All right. All right, so that's my new noteworthy. I I pulled out three amazingly out of uh, out of three, three out of three. So how about you, Chris? How many did I, you pull out? I pulled out two out of a few. Oh, you <laughs> actually checked into a bunch, and you only had two. I, I didn't check into a bunch. Uh, I checked into so since our last recording, I've checked into one, two, three, four, five beers. Okay, okay, okay. So I I stuck with the ones that were uh, super high on the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say that I did try a beer that uh, I like. I did like, surprisingly. Um, it was from Wicked Weed. It was called their Labonte Rosé. Mm-hmm. And it was is inspired by rosé wines, at least is what it says. Um, and it's fermented with their house Brett culture. Oh, oh, so it's a Brett beer you actually like. Yep. And uh, I, Megan, of course, it was a Megan beer. So she she cracked that open and and uh, you could smell it as soon as that uh, as soon as that bo- or as soon as that cork came out. You just I got that waft of <laughs> horse blanket, <laughs> sopping wet horse blanket. Oh yeah, yum! And uh, and I smelled it and I went, oh, I can't believe you're gonna drink that. And she goes, oh my gosh, it smells amazing. And uh, and I actually had uh, one of our friends over and he goes. Haven't I heard you tell people if you don't like it, you just haven't tried the yeah, right, right one? That's and right. I went, fine, <laughs> fine. Let me have it. And it was one of those ones that the Brett was so strong in the nose. I didn't even tip it back and have the beer touch my lips yet. And I stopped. <laughs> I said, no, I, I, I talk a big game when it comes to, hey, if you don't like it, you just haven't tried the right one. You need to drink this. So I just tipped it back and drank it and the, the nose was so heavy with Brett but when you're tasting it it wasn't really big and heavy and mm-hmm. super acidic and I think the carbonation helped out a lot with that because it was it was really effervescent but it wasn't like that Brett just didn't coat your entire mouth and and sit in there and just well in in my opinion ruin it but mm-hmm. it could be you know could have been great for for Megan but um I drank it. I did give it a uh, three cap rating. Oh, okay. okay. So slightly above average. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, maybe it was just in the right frame of mind to drink this one today. So, well, good I for gave, you. 
I gave it a shot. All right. So first one on my list is going to be actually the beer I was drinking last week uh, was from the main beer company, Spring, their American IPA. And uh, gave this one four and a half caps. Um, I think when I was drinking this one, I was drinking it when we were recording last uh, last uh, last yeah. episode, and um, it was it was still a little. I was recording outside, so it was still a little warm and humid outside, and the beer was just super, just nice and cold. And uh, while I was drinking it, it disappeared rather quickly. <laughs> and man, I uh, I picked this up at like a local beer store like total wine and more or something like that um and since it's you know springtime i figured well it couldn't be that old unless it's from last year um mm. so i took a took a uh, gamble on it and man it was really good but uh i did find an ipa in that store from uh july of 2019 oh my gosh yeah yeah it just i just went yeah i i remember the days when i when I went went and visited Florida the first time, and I did not know that IPAs oxidized and had <laughs> off flavors when they got a little older, and wondered why beers tasted this way sometimes. And now I know, and now yeah. I check. Good, and knowing and knowing is half the battle. That's right. Gee, so you, know, you know that cartoon <laughs> reference? Come on, because yeah, that was back when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I gave that one four and a half caps. Really, really good beer. Uh, if I find that again, I'm definitely picking it up. And it's in those uh, 375 milliliter bottles. So it's a, a nice uh, 6.5% IPA. And, uh, but I mean, it was just, it was super good. And it's funny, I'm reading the, uh, the reviews or the check ins from other people. Um, and then one guy wrote, drinks easy, but lacks a little flavor compared to other beers from them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. <laughs> but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Um, so to the second one that I have is from our friends at Corporate Ladder. Oh, nice. And they put out another version from their dessert station, which uh, has been kind of their pie or dessert flavor inspired beers. So ones we've had previously was their cherry pie or their cham- cherry, uh, cherry almond cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had one called intangible which i never did find out if he put tang in that or not (laughs) um or peach cobbler so this one uh on the list was uh excuse me uh dessert station mixed berry cobbler which uh i was very fortunate to get a hold of because because everybody is at home and not at work like they're supposed to be um this went this got released at noon on like on a Wednesday and you had to play pre-order it through their website and if you didn't place a pre-order one you couldn't go pick it up but in three hours it was sold out oh wow and I do believe they are still hand canning all of their beers oh my gosh so these are these are special um, but it's a mixed berry cobbler inspired Berliner with blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, vanilla beans, and cinnamon. Mm. And this one got uh, four and a quarter caps from me. So ultimately, in the series, this is not my favorite. <laughs> 
but okay. it's still really good. Okay, so what what docked it for you? Why was this one not your favorite? Was the cinnamon added in there? It was the cinnamon. It was yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. And normally, I I can deal pretty well with cinnamon in a beer, but there was just something about the way that the cinnamon worked. Um. Nor in any of the previous ones, it's been mostly fruit with a little bit of vanilla, and you could definitely get the sweetness from like some lactose or something mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. And then it was tart. This has that. That, that cinnamon has almost that savory flavor to it sometimes that spice and that's what did it for me um i think if the cinnamon wasn't in there uh it might be very it might make it a lot different but it also might taste way too much like the other ones okay so i mean i get why you put that in there but uh the cherry amaretti cookie is probably that one the peach cobbler and then just the regular cherry pie are probably up there on my top okay. of, uh, of those. But that's all of my new and noteworthy beers so uh, far. It sounded pretty noteworthy to me. Mm. Yeah, sounded good. Okay. Well, you know what? Now it's time to get into our feedback. And we didn't get any voicemails this, uh, this time around. Remember, if you do send a voicemail, I'll send you as a thank you some uh, Tap to Craft stickers that you can post on to your favorite items and uh, show your support of Tap to Craft podcast. But we um, we did have our second Tap to Craft virtual happy hour meetup and bottle share uh, on Zoom. And mm-hmm. that was last week or yeah, last Sunday before, like a week ago. What, what was it? The, it was a Sunday, I Sunday, believe. Yeah. Uh, the f- second. No, the third. Was it? No. Someday in the past. No, the 26th. <laughs> April 26th, I think. Yeah. I, I'm trying to pull out my out of my head. But yeah, man, Chris, we had quite a showing. I think at one point we had 16 people on uh, mm-hmm. chatting away. Uh, wow. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of support. Really happy with the turnout. And, and uh, I just want to thank all the people that did show up and participate in our in our uh in our Zoom meetup, and uh, I know that uh, I, I hope that anyone that did show up didn't feel like uh, they were being left out. It's I, you know, we're trying to in, include everyone, uh, but it, it does get a little bit hectic when there's so many people, and and the people that were good about you know muting so they're not carrying on uh, <laughs> and disturbing everyone else's conversation, uh, it, you know, is good. But yeah, sometimes when the mics don't get muted, it can be a little bit crazy out yeah. there but but hey it was a good time and i i definitely i'm i'm finding i'm drinking way too much uh during these things <laughs> uh i drank yeah. six beers that during that uh last one and i think that was a little too much during a two a, you know two and a half hour time span. <laughs> yeah it, it is yeah but it, it was good so chris what do you think are you uh up for another one this coming sunday or you want to you know what, what's, so, your, what's your time frame uh, I've already gone ahead and scheduled that one. Um, I did just post something on our uh, on our Facebook page of you know if we were going to have another uh, another meetup, what would be the best days and times for you guys? Because oh, yeah. guys, as we have as we have listeners, we're fortunate enough we have listeners from all around the world. And man, I would love to be able to talk to some people maybe outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I know that could be difficult with time zones and things like that, but. Uh, I do want to figure out how we can do that. You know, do we do we hold it on, you know, a, a, 
a Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then, you know, that could be, you know, early evening in, in maybe in Europe or something like yeah. that. So yeah. let me know. I did just post that on our Facebook page uh, today, which is uh, Monday. It's roughly 925 my time. But um, let us know. Let us know which days and times might work best for you. And when you do reference your time, uh, please see if you can't reference that in Eastern time uh, to kind of eliminate the confusion. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love to be able to include some of our world global listeners. Uh, and yeah, I, and I think, yeah, it was mentioned that having it at the, at 8 PM Eastern is way too late for the, the European crowd. And I, my buddy Ziv and I were chatting right before he says, Hey, I, he really wanted to come on, but it's just too late, you know, or too early in the morning for him to, yeah. to, uh, to make it. But if we do, are we, if we are able to make it a little bit earlier, I think we will be able to get some of those listeners to check in with us. So yeah, yeah that'd be great. So, uh, what do you, so our, is our next one going to be Sunday, May 10th? I do have it currently set up at Sunday, May 10th at 8 PM, 8 PM. Eastern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So we'll do uh, another one then. Just come and join. Uh, and if there's any uh, topics you guys want to talk about or any games you want to play, uh, go ahead and, and bring them along with you, and we can we can talk about it and have some fun, uh, you know, interactive, uh, you know, word games or whatever we want to to talk about. Uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to get some of the some of the people to mute mute a little bit more often. I know Chris. Yeah. I I know you were trying to mute, but it's hard to. To keep muting and unmuting, uh, you know, people. it is. <laughs> but you know what? I hold the ultimate power. So that's true. If it really comes to it, then we'll we'll figure it out. That's true. Okay. Uh, we did have uh, some feedback on Twitter uh, from our buddy Robbie Sanders. He's at Mudshanker on Twitter. He did update us about his all, first all grain homebrew, and so uh, he also he's the one that asked us about you know possible naming. Like what you know, what we what he might be able to name his his beer, uh, if he want to name it something after this pandemic. Oh yeah, we provide all those great <laughs> names to uh, to go through. So uh, he says, thanks so much for sending the stickers. I did send him stickers for uh, you know leaving the voicemails he's left, uh, and for the podcast, I'll be reviewing the beer names that you gave me for it. So far, it turned out pretty good for the maiden voyage into all grain. I'm psyched. You need to join the club, Denny. Yes, I I know. I do need to join the club. But uh, it sounds like Robbie's IPA turned out pretty good. His first all-grain homebrew uh, is turning out like it's going to be a keeper. So that's good hmm. news. I like to hear that stuff. And, and yeah, Robbie, for sure, let us know when you come up with the name. And uh, we'll be glad to mention it on the show and let our listeners know in case they're on the edge of their seat waiting also. And that's it. That's all the feedback we had. So if you'd like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can do that easily through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on Twitter like Robbie did. Just follow us and, and tweet at tapthecraft. And we also want you to go and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. As uh, Chris already mentioned, we have posts on there all the time. And this one he just released a few minutes ago is talking about you know, what time would you like to, to have these Zoom meetups so we can all have a you know easier time to, to get listeners from around the world? 
And don't forget, we do have that voicemail number. If you want to leave a voicemail, you can do that very easily. Just call 208-536-3359 or, if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And leave that feedback, leave that question, uh, and you have your voice heard on the air. And, and I think I'm, I was going to say, I, was, I think I'm going to look at potentially some alternate times on Sunday as well. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, if you look at the majority of folks, at least in the United States, most people are getting into getting, you know, getting into the later hours of Sunday evening and potentially have to go to work yeah. uh, the next morning. Um, so let's keep it pending for right now at about 8 p.m. Eastern okay. time. And then, guys, keep an eye out on our Facebook page. I will be creating an event for that, just like I did the last time. And then we'll kind of go from there. Um, if we can get some feedback on, hey, what's going to work better for you guys and what's going to work better for us, uh, let's just see if we can uh, see if we can make it work better for everyone. That's right. That's right. All right. And we also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com, and we invite you to check out the other great shows on the network. All right, and now it's time for the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as I already mentioned, we're going to discuss some interesting craft beer news articles. And the first one that I'm really excited to talk about is called Wasps. Yes, Wasps are helping scientists create a new kind of beer. And this was written by Jenny Morber, on, uh, and it's, it was found on the October website. I haven't uh, visited October... Uh, for a while, and I don't know if it's because you know I know that they're owned by Anheuser Busch, and I just don't know if the reporting is like you know biased at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of stay away from it. But I have two articles from their website this this week because uh, they have some interesting things that I you know that you know maybe they are biased. I don't know, but I don't think so. It looks like it's just real. <laughs> interesting, interesting uh, article. So, and 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 I thought they were both well written. So, I thought, <laughs> why not? You know, why not talk about them? I don't know if this is biased fake news, but hell, let's go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll start off, and then Chris, I'll let you cut in and uh, and carry on a little bit. We'll All right. Save our voices. Okay. So, starting off, researchers in North Carolina mashed up a wasp, found a weird yeast, and turned it into award-winning booze. They say it tastes amazing. Would you try it? What do you think, Chris? Would you try a wasp? I would. I would too. Yeah, I'd try it. I'll try it. I mean, it doesn't sound... I mean, I've tried worse things, so why not? Okay, so a few years ago, the North Carolina Science Festival and the World Beer Festival intersected in time and space in Raleigh, North Carolina, home of New North Carolina State University. North Carolina State happens to employ a brewing research researcher by the name of John Shepard, who teaches students the science of beer making in what has to be one of the campus's most popular classes. Wouldn't it be neat, one of the science festival organizers asked Shepard, if you made a new kind of beer for display at the festival? Maybe you could get together with the ecologist and microbes researcher Rob Dunn and make beer from a new yeast. That question was asked. Yeah, Shep- Shepard said yes, and Dunn tapped a postdoctoral researcher in his lab named Ann Madden. 
Madden had spent much of her collegiate education working to understand microbes in unusual environments like nursery schools, human armpits, and <laughs> insects. And she knew that wild yeast lived inside paper wasps. Like a bear in a cave, the yeast hides out in the wasp's gut over winter. She said then the wasps wake up in the springtime and they go after sugar sources like tree sap or nectar or rotting fruit. And the yeast hitches a ride. Clever. Uh, <laughs> that is clever. Uh, Madden had a simple directive. Find a yeast that could eat maltose, poop out ethanol, and not kill people. <laughs> That's a good. good goal, guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I applaud you. Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize right there. Uh, she took a single wasp, ground it up, Mixed it with some liquids, spread it on plates covered in warm microbe food, found the growths that glistened like yeast, selected those that seemed best for beer production. Hang on, let me take a breath. (laughs) Decoded their DNA and checked them against a database for toxicity. Yes, some can kill you. Do not try this at home. (laughs) She gave the winners to Shepard. When I did the first fermentation and tasted it myself, I thought, oh, my God, I can't be- I can't serve this at a beer festival, Shepard recalls. The beer was sour and tasted awful. He adjusted some of the parameters and tried again. Better, but still sour. The sour taste comes from lactic acid. He said, I thought initially the beer was contaminated with some kind of bacteria that was making these acids, Shepard says. That's because brewers who want lactic acid in their beers have to add bacteria. They were surprised to learn that the sour taste came from the yeast. He said, I was, I was not aware that yeast could make a lactic acid. Yeah. So very interesting that this yeast is, yeah, is, is, you know, is a, is a sour, you know, it's, it's a yeast that, that actually can create its own lactic acid. Mm-hmm. In the in the process, which is amazing, I didn't know that that could happen either. But you know, they discover something new there. Uh, so Shepard says most sour beers have these mixed cultures of microbes in them, which means you get some good characteristics, but you also get some very strange tastes and aromas, like vinegar, mm-hmm. body odor, and horse blanket. But Shepard and Madden's sour beer had none of those. There you go. You this might be one you, a sour you might enjoy, Chris. It didn't have any of the I, negative stuff. Like it. Like I said, I'd I'd be willing to give it a shot, and lactobacillus or lack or uh, the, that lacto flavor, mm-hmm. if it's done right, I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. All right. It says their yeast, multiple strains of lactantia thermotolerans. Wow, you I should have gave I should have gave that to you, Chris. But that, that's the close I'm going to get. Are not a traditional brewing variety. They naturally make lactic acid from brewer's wort producing a rapid sour beer without the need for bacteria. And unlike conventional sour beers, it, it has none of, the tropic, or none of the typical funky taste or smell. Rather, it is floral, fruity, and its glycerol content makes it feel delightfully soft. Seeing a potential business opportunity, Shepard and Madden found a way to refine the yeast, and the duo began licensing it to breweries. Madden is quick to point out that they didn't need any more wasp. Very few insects were harmed. Apparently, even the assholes of the air have advocates. <laughs> yeah, calm down, PETA. Uh, they named their company uh, Lachancia after their hardworking little microbe. Oh, wow. 
That's a Lachancia. So, so that'd be Lachancia thermotolerans. Yes. Wow. It sounds I'm learning something today. It sounds dangerous. It does. It's it like really your last does. chance. Your last chance, yeah. <laughs> it's your last chance, yeah. <laughs> Don't send it to Boston. We'll be okay. Yeah. All right. Since 2016, these yeast strains have been used by several commercial U.S. breweries, producing a total of over 18,000 gallons of specialty beers. One of the key selling points for their yeast is the incredible speed at which beer can be produced. Normally, a sour beer can take an average of six months to make, but Lachancia thermotolerans, it sounds like a planet on Star Wars, may the fourth be with you, <laughs> can churn out delicious brew in 12 days wow. with fewer resources. Uh, quote, we were able to do this from the idea of making a beer to our first commercial product in 10 months, Madden mm. says. Wow. Uh, to Madden, this proves that when it comes to microbes, excuse me, we have to ignore our assumptions. Mm -hmm. After the success of their wasp yeast, uh, that's, I don't know if that's a band name or what. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that'd be a great <laughs> band name. Wasp, wasp yeast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Madden and Shepard expanded their search and found another related strain in bumblebees. The beer is crafted by Acousta Brewing Company and is called Pink Beds Wild Ale. These yeasts are great for other fermented drinks too. The first commercial cider made with their yeast was produced in Japan in 2019 and Lachancia's partners real, uh, released their first bug-based commercial sakes in Japan last February. It was a treat to be in Tokyo and to have this sake tasting event, Madden says. She says the wasp sakes are quote millennial pink mm. in color with high acidity and a sweet taste almost like white wine madden says uh, Matt, uh sorry madden says people's eyes lit up and they squealed with delight yeah so there's a lot of opportunity for this this yeast that is uh it's pretty amazing actually and i'm not a huge sake fan i i can dr i drink it uh, when I'm with, you know, with a group usually that, that likes to drink sake and I'll, you know, I'll have it, but it, I don't, it's not my preferred, you know, alcohol beverage for sure. But I think that this, uh, this bumblebee or, or wasp sake, either one, I, I think I would try that. I, I think it might add a flavor that might, you know, I might appreciate for sure. What do you think? Would you drink a sake with this? Couldn't couldn't we make uh, fermented beverages out of something annoying like mosquitoes? <laughs> yeah, but that might be. Yeah, I don't think I want people's blood in my beer. Nah, that's completely fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's completely fine. Yeah. Or use the murder wasps. Yes, yes, we need a murder wasp beer. <laughs> uh, it's interesting too. They said it doesn't take very many wasps to actually make it. Right, you can you know use very few wasps. Just you know. Cultivate the, the yeast, yeah, propagate or, yeah, the yeast, and propagate. then have, have it, you know, exp, you know, whatever. Yeah, propagate. Listen to us trying to use a uh, really big word: yeah. cultivate, propagate, <laughs> masturbate. We're what? we're scientists. Mm. Uh, we're something. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. we're something. But uh, that is pretty. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. Like, imagine coming up with the idea of of harvesting yeast from a wasp, and then ten months later opening a business selling that yeast to companies that are making 
beers with it and and making beers that are actually production worthy beers that that is a pretty amazing thing to do and and an unheard of time frame now i'm just hoping that there's no you know long term side effects of people <laughs> drinking this uh That's how our superheroes are born yeah yeah you're going to have you know wasp man yeah yeah we're going to start you know growing eight eyes or whatever i don't know. how many I don't know if wasps have more than one eye, but I'm thinking flies. Well, I'm I'm kind of curious about this Ann Madden lady. Like, I, I mean, I know I understand being good at what you do, but that that's pretty uh, in depth. Yeah. To know, hey, you know, by the way, if you know you go and get this wasp in the springtime, they go after these so- sugar sources. And they've got this natural yeast inside. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Uh... Yeah, I mean, how much research did she have to go into to find out what what uh, bug might be, you know, best for this? I mean, did she know right off the hand, right off the bat, that hey, wasps are, are great for this? I mean, I could see the bees because the bees' main job is to go and gather pollen, right, and nectar, and I could see where yeast would be all over bees, and uh, you know, that that would be. An option, but yeah, wasp. I never crossed my mind. It's like taking fire ants and making a you know beer out of fire ants. Well, if uh, if this is the same uh, Ann Madden, this is not what I expected this woman to look like. That's all I'm saying. She hot? Yeah, she's pretty hot. <laughs> well, there you go. There we go. All right. I well, I, I like yeast a lot better now. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to search for Ann Madden. I'll just take your word for it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll that t- where I'll I'm text get to... you the photo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope our listeners enjoyed that article. I I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was pretty interesting, as well as this next article that we're going to go into. And again, this one is called "Is it wine? Is it beer? No, it's inno beer." And this is written by Garen Perina. Or Perna, per, Pernia, <laughs> again, from the October website. I'm butchering your name. I apologize. But again, another well, you know, for the most part, well-written article. Uh, and I'll go ahead and start it off. In May 2018, in Rome, Italy, or Rome, Italy native and brewer Alex Liberati wrote on his blog for the first internet reference to Inobeer, a type of wine-beer hybrid that in Italy goes by a broader category known as Italian Grape Ale, or IGA. Inno is Greek word for wine and is pronounced N-O. Liberati also uses the easier to pronounce Inobeer, E-N-O-B-E-E-R. Inobeer is the more scientific term and I use it to define the category in a more exact way, Liberati said. Inobir or Inobir is more colloquial and I use it for, for any other reason. Okay, well, thank you, Liberati. In November 2018, to showcase different styles of Inobirs, he opened Liberati Restaurant and Brewery in Denver, the first brewery in the world solely dedicated to the style. Unfortunately, in March 2020, he closed it, but not because of COVID 19. Liberati decided to team up with Longmont. Colorado's left-hand brew, brewing for a project he 
cannot yet discuss. Wow, he's got us on okay. the edge of our seats on what he's going to be doing. That's pretty intense. So he he found or he wrote the first internet reference to No Beer uh, in May of 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, so six months later, yeah, six months later, he's opening a restaurant. Yeah, or a yeah, a restaurant and brewery in Denver based to showcase this specific type of beer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's just stupid or this guy has <laughs> cojones the size of softball. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, they're being vague, but obviously I don't think that his brewery, I don't think it's, it, it fared well because he wouldn't be closing it down so quickly if it was doing well. Now, he is going into business with Left Hand Brewing doing something that they can't discuss. But, again, why would you close down your own thing to go into somewhere else and, you know, not keep that open anyway to to run the Inno Beer? Because Enno Beer was his thing and the restaurant was his money. Now he's teaming up with Left Hand, who's probably pretty large at this point, and he probably doesn't have to spend so much of his own money. Okay. He All probably right. said, you know what, let's cut it at a loss. Let's recoup with left hand and we'll we'll uh, take the, we've got the professionals here. Let's use them and we'll make it better. Okay. Well, before we continue on, have you had Inno beer before? I have not. This is the first time I'm hearing about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't had Inno beer. Uh, they mentioned, you know, as we go through this article, there are quite a few different breweries in these states that have brewed. The style, which surprised me because I've never heard of it before now. So, um, well, yeah. me either. And this, and this first beer that pops up, I have had that beer and it sounds, I mean, I remember it being pretty good. So, I mean, I could definitely see that. So, Liberati may have coined the term NO beer, but in 1999, Dogfish Head brewed Midas Touch, one of the first American beer wine hybrids. And in 2013, they released IPA Wine Beer 61. But because of Liberati's inventiveness, other American breweries have delved into brewing NO beers, including Cincinnati's Urban Artifact. Since uh, <laughs> that sounded weird, uh, <laughs> I expected there to be more. Along the <laughs> so, other American breweries have delved into brewing NO beers, including Cincinnati's Urban Artifact. Since opening in April 2015, it is specialized in real fruit sour beers known as Midwest Fruit Tart Ale. Uh, for Artifact, Chief of Brewing Operations Brett Coleman Baker and sommelier Nick Patter, Pater, Pater uh, brewing with grapes seemed like the next logical step in their beerography. That was the impetus. We love wine, and then what can we do with it? Since we are already doing stuff with fruit, Patter said. The beer, the beers themselves are so good, Coleman Baker said. They take the best of what beer is mixed with the best of what wine is. Okay. Okay. Well, the best of each. I mean, I don't. I don't know. What is the best? What is the best of beer? Well, see, that would be a very um, relative statement, don't you think? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so, uh, all right. So, Coleman, Baker, and Pater uh, compare the process of brewing in beers to making natural wine. The first step is buying grape must, which includes stems, seeds, and juice. 
They spend a day fermenting the beer and then toss in the must. The beer is like a starter. And, th and then we get all the fruit in there and we add more nutrients and let it go, Coleman's baker said. The beer ferments for almost three weeks. And while that happens, they start, or they start wine processes. We're pumping over the beer wine at this point, which means we're taking the liquid beer from the bottom of the tank and pumping it on top of the skins that float to the top. And that punches all the skins down. It keeps them wet and prevents the mold from growing, and it also prevents sulfur buildup from happening. Oh, you know, right there, it tells me if you have risk of growing mold in your, <laughs> in your beer, I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty, uh, yeah. Okay. Stop your brewery from smelling like a fart. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. The rest of the process, Coleman Baker said, follows winemaking techniques. We let it ferment out, pumping over, the, over three times a day for about 28 days or so of skin contact at most, which is a, which is a lot more than the wine industry does. We have this extended skin contact because we want to pull out as many flavor and tannins as we can because it's only 33% grapes. Normally, you wouldn't, for instance, keep the skins on a white wine. You just ferment the juice. We want those skins and seeds in there, especially for whites, because the flavors are so light and we want to have more of an impact. They don't add tannins, acids, sulfurs, or finings. And the entire process can take up to 60 days. Since last summer, Urban Artifact has brewed and distributed five kinds of Enno beers, or what they named Brute Fruit Tart. Uh, Malbec, Syrah, Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc, and the Champagne-inspired Celebration Grapes, which was brewed for its now-canceled anniversary party. The beers have a 12% ABV, similar mm. to sparkling wine. Damn. All right. I, I can handle that, huh? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'm not a big wine fan, but again, I'd be willing to give it a shot for the sake of beer. Uh, drinking a beer-wine hybrid might seem a bit exotic for both beer and wine drinkers, and Coleman Baker said he's seen reluctance from both sides. Quote, there's hesitancy from beer drinkers because they're like, is this going to be like wine? I don't know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> and then on the wine-drinking side, the hesitancy is... Is this going to be too much like beer? Is this not sophisticated enough? <laughs> you bastards. Oh. All right. But what we found that once people move beyond their preconceived notions and actually just try the product, both sides are loving it. It's doing very well. Liberati has seen Anno beer drinkers claiming to be more knowledgeable about the beers than they really are. Exactly. <laughs> so they, they're beer drinkers and they get a touch of wine. and yeah. They become smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're intellects now. Why do you think I stay away from wine? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is what we're promoting in the era of Yelp or Untapped. He said, some people drop the most hilarious comments without having a clue of what they're <laughs> drinking. You're right. Le, uh, Liberati, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. I've seen some. Yep. Uh, Liberati also said certain beer drinkers would rather stay in their quote comfort zone instead of educating themselves. And, he, and that's absolutely fine. But NO beers are probably not the drinks for them, he said. Yeah. So I, you know what? 
I want to try some of these urban artifact beers because I think the name Brute, Brute Fruit Tart is pretty awesome. Yeah, I do too. I want a BFT right now. Yeah. You ever think you were going to be uh, looking for a Brute beer? No, no. I, I never thought I would be looking for a Brute, but as long as it doesn't have IPA at the end of it, I'm okay. And this doesn't oh, okay. have IPA. And I think... I mean, I'm curious, right? Because I'm just curious. I, I I'm curious to taste what it ta- what it tastes like. There, I'm not a huge white wine fan, but I do enjoy red wine. I like red dry wines, and I like even the the you know sweeter uh, red wines, table wines, and and such. Uh, I just don't drink a lot of it because you know it tends to give me a headache when I drink it, and I tend to drink more wine. Than I should. And I end up having a splitting headache after I mm-hmm. drink it. So I try to stay away from wine. But this really does intrigue me. Um, the process of making it scares me mm. uh, because of the fact that you know if you have these whole uh, skins and stuff in there, that if you don't bury them in the in the beer, <laughs> they start to grow mold. Uh, yeah, that that begins to you know make me freak out a little bit that I don't want to be getting sick from moldy beer. But I'm still willing to try it, and it's in Cincinnati. You know, I will be making a trip back to Ohio. Oh, gosh, I hope next year. I don't know. I I don't want to say I don't want to make any promises, but I really want to get back to the East Coast next year. I also really want to get to Maine. Uh, I just don't know, you know, when it's going to happen. But those are the two places I definitely want to get to, and of course Tampa. I need to go to Tampa and mm-hmm. and do all the Tampa stuff. So I I got a lot of places I want to visit. Uh, but the rule here is don't come to Tampa in the summer. It's too damn hot here. So we got to come in. Yeah, we got to come in the winter time or in, in the uh, like November. November time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So November time. But um, but you know what? Our buddy Matt Helmer, who joined us uh, on uh, our Zoom uh, uh, bottle share this last time, uh, he lives in Cincinnati and he does mm-hmm. enjoy wine, and his wife enjoys wine, and I think this would be a great opportunity for Matt to go find this Urban Artifact Inno beer and, uh, you know, buy a can or two and give it to him and his wife and try it and let us know, Matt, how it is, what you what your take it on it is. And you can go ahead and give your review on uh, Bad Fodder Figures podcast, which is a podcast he does. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can always leave a review in either our voicemail or just send us a, a recording, and we would love to hear your take on this inno beer. So Matt, you have homework. Go go take care. Well, Matt and Craft Beer Joe. And Craft Beer Joe, yeah. Craft Beer Joe, you're in Cincinnati too. So mm-hmm. take care of this. Uh, but they're also Urban Artifact is distributing all the way down here now too, which mm. is pretty wonderful. But I doubt we'll see anything. Well, I don't want to say I doubt. I guess we'll see. Well, I mean, they're they're definitely going all in if they're brewing this many different types of Five kinds of inno beers, right? That's a lot of inno beer. Yeah. And yeah I, like, I don't know. I like the 12% ABV, too. I don't know. I I think that Maybe. I can get wasted on this beer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our buddy Joel, who uh, owns B-Cups and then the Fermented Reality Bottle Shop mm-hmm. and Fermented Reality Beer Garden, he just recently moved his bottle shop to a location that I have not been able to get out of him yet. So um, he closed down his current 
bottle place as of last week and he's getting ready to move. So I'll, uh, I'll message him and see if he'll uh, fill me in on where the new place is going to be and then see if he's, if he can keep an eye out on this for us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, hey, I'll even take, if you can get a hold of a, a can or two, I know, I'm pretty sure that Megan would enjoy trying this and I think you would enjoy trying it. I mean, you might not enjoy the beer, but you might enjoy trying it. And I'd like to hear your guys's. Uh, you could talk about it on the show, and it was good, good. to see Megan on our on our uh, our get together too. I'm glad that she was able to join us. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was a lot of fun because, like you said, I ended up drinking way too many beers yeah. and margaritas, and yeah, yeah, still fun though. Yeah, still fun. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, you know what? We've had a couple long shows in the last few sh- episodes, so it's time to have a little shorter one. Okay. We're going to keep it down under an hour and a half. But before we uh, close this show out, for all of our listeners that don't like long shows, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always like to give the opportunity for you to go ahead and raise a glass to someone you'd like to raise a glass to. So who would you like to raise a glass to this week? I would love to raise my glass to a couple of people. First off, my buddy Tim Johnson. It is his birthday today. So happy birthday, Tim. Cheers to you, buddy. And I hope we get to have a beer together very soon. Yes. Uh, right here in Tampa. And uh, uh, we are we are very much overdue for a beer. So cheers to you, buddy. Hope you had an awesome day. Um, next, I would like to raise a glass to everybody who jumped into our, our Zoom happy hour the other day. I, every time I do that, man, it get, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's great to see everybody's face because you and I, we finally get to interact with every everybody <laughs> who listens, right? Yes, yes. We, we finally get to put faces to the names and, and well, at least a sound to the voice, right? Because, um, you know, we see pictures and stuff with following you guys on Facebook and, uh, and you know, untapped and Instagram and stuff like that. But it's, it's really cool to be in there able to interact with everybody and just have a conversation Mm -hmm. and chat and enjoy beers and just shoot the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. And and you even were able to help out Chad LaMassa with his technical issues. Yeah. You're the hero. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're a tech genius. I'll take part of that. The tech part. (laughs) <laughs> All right. What about you, Denny? Who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, first off, I need to raise my glass to my own very appreciated tech genius, you, Chris McKenzie. Uh, not only did you help Chad out, you got to, you took care of your own technical issues tonight, and you took care of my technical issues. We That's a trifecta right there. Uh, you did great. Um, I'm just glad that you were able to catch the fact that, hey, Denny, you're not sounding the same as you normally sound. Something's not right. And we were able to figure out that, yeah, somehow my webcam uh, decided to take control of my audio recording instead of my nice, fancy mic that we normally record on. So we fixed that. Now you got these great vocals that you can listen to this whole show. Smooth, sultry voices. Yes. So thank you, Chris. Without you, (laughs) we would have had a crappy show. Uh, A crappy sounding show. (laughs) We always have great shows. It just might not sound the best. That's true. That's true. All right, now for the more serious uh, uh, glass I need to raise. Uh, right before we, we started recording, a couple hours actually, uh, I got word of a buddy of mine, David Brazil, also known as Bubba. He's uh, from the Angry Mailman podcast. He's been a friend of mine, uh, you know, on podcasting friend for 10, 10 years or so. Uh, I just got word that, that he was in ICU with an undisclosed condition, and uh, I'm 
yeah, I just, uh, I'm really just want to raise my glass to his, uh, his coming out, whatever condition he's got, uh, with, with clean bill of health. And he's, you know, he, he has a, a, a new wife and a new child within the last few years. Uh, his, you know, his life is right, is going right the way that, that, you know, that it should be going. And, and this is, uh, you know, hopefully this is only a small bump in the road and, and not going to take anything away from the, uh, you know, his momentum that he's been going. But I just want to raise my glass to you, Bubba. You're a great, great man and a great uh, person. I hope that uh, you're able to overcome whatever issue you're having uh, successfully. So cheers. Also, of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served or who are currently serving in our U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Because without you, Chris and I couldn't get on and talk about beer and share it with all of our great listeners. So I hope you guys can all uh, return, hopefully, uh, return home safely very soon. And Chris, uh, I don't have any, uh, you know, any thing for our ads, our That's sponsors. Okay. Do you have anything for your sponsors? No, we're going to sit still on that one. And uh, we need to reach back out to that most recent company. Okay. And see what we got to do. Okay. Because uh, I, I do need to create some, um, a, a little sound bed for them. And then also the wording that we would normally read at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, no problem. And they don't really have like the greatest like written section in their, in their website to do that. So you just like all the ones that I did before, I basically copy and pasted stuff off of people's websites and yeah. just read that. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to piece things together from their social media, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, you can always just write them and say, "Hey, we we want to come up with some uh, some ad feed for you. What's you know, what would you, how would you like us to, you know, do this? And maybe I, they can help us." Yeah, I did that already. Oh. I haven't heard from them. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, have you got the yeah. money from them though? Are they sending money? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> no, but I'll reach back out to them because they they. <laughs> You know, they're they're they make some good stuff. They uh they've produced some pretty cool products that I mean I'm currently drinking out of one of their glasses right now. Okay. And uh they make some good quality stuff and I'd love to get the, the name out of uh for those guys, uh, you know, develop a little bit of a relationship and see where we go from there. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well you can at least uh how about the Tavur? You wanna do that one? Mm. No? Screw Tavur? I don't know. Uh, let's. Why don't we just skip it for right now? Okay, I'm deleting Tavor. Okay. Boom, Tavor, you're deleted. Gone. But hey, everyone out there, you guys already know. If you just put in Tap the Craft in your Tavor order, you'll get twenty five. You'll get ten dollars. Ten dollars off a twenty five dollar. Yeah. But you know what? We just killed that ad. This yeah. is the last time you'll hear that from us. When's when's the last time you even looked at Tavor, Denny? Um, about two weeks ago when they something popped up on my on my thing that looked interesting and <sighs> I saw the price tag and said, Yeah, back to off. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, and with a lot of people um not you know with a lot of people kind of being at home a little more, mm-hmm. they are running out of stuff really quickly. Like they had uh, Mexican chocolate yeti from Great Divide. That's that's sold out. Uh, I'm currently looking at my list right now. There's something from Fort George that's sold out. To, Which one? Fanzine. I, I have IPA. that here. I have that here. Yeah. I've had, I've had sold it sold out. Okay. Um. Let's see. That's sold out. Sold out. Oh, the uh, 
the Mezcal Barrel Aged Pentuple by Hop and Frog in Ooh. Akron. Yeah. I had that one, but that's sold out. Oh, they dude. have, they currently have, as of right now, one, one beer available out of like eight. Really? And it's and it's from uh, Little Beast Brewing in Clackamas, Oregon. Never heard of them. Yeah, I know where Clackamas is, but I never heard of Little Beast. Yeah, Little Beast Brewing. Um, it is a Goza, 5% Goza, and uh, their current 16-ounce can is running at seven ninety nine. dollars mm. well, That's the only thing they have available. Okay, so I've got Mickler Trey Blood Bundle. I've got Mickler Guava Gang. Okay, this is uh, uh, this bundle, $30. <laughs> oh, you got a bundle? It's three beers. No, two I've got, beers. I've got one from, well, I mean, these are all sold out, but uh, Quantum Wobble from Resident Culture Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, oh, Westbound and Down Brewery in Idaho, oh, Idaho Springs, Colorado. Mm. Um, Westbound and Down, their coffee porter. Um, Pilsner Urqueld from <laughs> Brewing in Greeley, Colorado. Um, Urban Chestnut Brewing in St. Louis, and that's pretty much the list. Okay, I've got a Hop and Frog Pineapple Upside Down Cake. Oh, eight dollars for a sixteen ounce can. Mm. That seems a little spendy. A little bit. Yeah, I've got uh, Eagles Rest from Lo- Oh Logston Farmhouse Sales out here in uh, in uh, Hood River. Let's see what they want for that one. They want uh, $24 for that bottle. Yeah, everything on my list is expensive. I've got Urban Chestnut Brewing. That's the one you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one is the it? Classic American Lager. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, $7 for two 16-ounce cans. I got the Mass Landing Brewing all the way up, Strawberry and Raspberry. That's uh, $11 for two 16-ounce cans. I've got the Resist Creamsicle from the Brewing Project in Wisconsin. Hmm. And that's uh, $8 per can, 16-ounce can. Man, these are expensive. Oh, I got the Plum. Oh, it's sold out. Oh, oh, that one. other one is sold out. Oh, wait. All those were sold out except for the Eagle's Nest. So the, See? Yeah, so the, yeah, you're right. Holy smokes. I wasn't paying attention. Wow. Yeah, they are, they are all just kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're gone. Everything else is sold out. Oh, I got Evasion Bundle, Taxman Brewing. You got a lot of bundles. This is uh yeah that first one was two beers a a five hundred milliliter beer and a sixteen ounce beer for thirty dollars. <laughs> Fifteen dollars per can of beer. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's a that, those are ridiculous prices. This is yep. seventy seven dollars. Sounds like Taxman beer I would brewing. pay for. This is one, two, three, four, five 12 ounce cans for $77. Wow. What the, what the hell? What, what the what? <laughs> what the hell, man? I'm not going to cuss. But that's ridiculous. Who's going to pay $77 for, for less than a six pack? Okay. You know what, DeVore? Erased. Bye bye. We're gone. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you can find the beers and, of course, the links to the articles that we read on the show 
in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? And you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. Hardly ever. Um, <laughs> or you can find me on Untapped or Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always find me on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash craft. All right, it's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And of course, we ask you to please tell a friend and also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, on Spotify, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Well, we've been spoiled, uh, and we're we're back, so we're, we're good to go. <laughs> well, you you know what? That's that's two things. You you fixed your own mic issues, and you fixed my mic issues in well, in one episode. This is great. Yeah. Well, it's troubleshooting one hundred and one. Is your device powered on? <laughs> is your device plugged in, sir? Well, I didn't change anything. No, I just did. But now I wonder if if I uh, I don't know. I think something just must have happened between their last recording and this because, like I said, last time I, I didn't have to take the, the buzz out at all. It was, like, really good. So I think I would have heard the buzz if it was, yeah, there was the... There was no buzz. It was almost like, can, you, can you hear this? Yeah. Okay, there's, like, a tapping on the microphone. Yeah. That's almost what it sounded like. Like, it sounded like if you had a ceiling fan on full blast and you would just get that. Okay. So, I don't know. I thought you just might have had like a fan on because you said you always cook in your room there. I I do have a fan right there. It's not on. I probably should turn it on, but again, I don't like to generate too much extra noise I got to remove. I mean, I have a fan on above me. I can't. Turn it on. Turn it on. See what happens. Uh, I mean, if you want to. It's a little little fan. Yeah, I'll turn it on. I can remember how. Is your device plugged in, sir? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's on now. I'm getting a blowjob. You're not recording, are you? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay, good. But no, I don't hear any extra noise from you. Okay, yeah. You know what? That does feel good, having a little breeze. Okay, good. Wow, with that, we're going to have a great show. See? Great show. Great day at work. Great day on the show. Let's do this thing. Let's do it then. You talking to yourself, Chris? I saw your ring as I was walking in. I was, I don't know. I'd sing it. Must have been some noise. Yeah. <laughs> singing, singing the Thundercats theme song. Go, go, Thundercats. Close. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what the Thundercats. So, what is the Thundercats theme? Um, 
I mean, it's more of a, uh, you have to hear it first before you can really understand it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, it's more of a feeling than anything. <laughs> a feeling? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Oh. It's good, good 80s cartoon music. Yeah. Okay. Snarf, snarf. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not like uh, He-Man, the Masters of Universe or anything. Uh, it's it's drawn in a similar style. Uh, and it was kind of in the same time frame. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like it with just, you know, they're different characters. (laughs) (laughs) And today, we're going to explain how to describe the cartoon Thundercats to someone who's never even seen it before. Check us out on episode 151. (laughs) (laughs) My pizza came too fast, I suppose. Yes, yes, it came too fast. (laughs) Wouldn't it be neat? One of the... (laughs) Ah, neat. Uh, maybe I need to drink some more. Let me, let me take a sip real quick. Take more than a sip. Mm. Ah, that was good. All right, cheers. Okay, cheers. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay.